The line between light and dark is so very thin. Let's cross it together. And welcome back to the Best Destiny podcast on the internet. And if you don't think otherwise, and you probably still think Europa is not happening, well, guess fucking what it is. Welcome back to Guardian Download. I am your loudmouth hunter, Guardian Fusco. Beside me, as always, we have Guardian Ty. And God damn, we have had a week, people. We have had one hell of a week. Everything that we ever thought was never going to happen came true. We had reveals of not only one new expansion, Three, season 11, new dungeon, and everything basically went off the rails this week. And we are here to break it all down for you in the best way we know how. And that's basically complain the entire time. Just kidding. We are back to break everything down, start to finish. And Ty, Jesus, our, man, we have had a week. Dude, I didn't think, like, what we were talking about last night, it was these crazy 4chan leaks and conspiracy theories. And I mean, like, I didn't think anything you were saying was going to come true. I was like, all right, never, I guess we'll see what never, Bungie ever, says. Never, ever, 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 ever. I was, I was just going to say, I was looking, I was expecting Red War 3. I mean, going, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, we all watched, we, we watched the reveal stream. You can see our reaction on the YouTube link that I'll post below. And we started off that reveal stream with us being like... You know what? It was a good run. We played a lot of Destiny in the past, and, you know, this this might be it. The first 30 seconds in, we were like, oh my fucking God. We have the Stranger, Europa. There's a pyramid ship opening up on Europa, and the shit is about to hit the fan. And the expansion A was called Beyond Light. Everything that we thought was never, ever, ever, ever going to happen, happened. So we're going to get into it. First, even, we're going to talk about the reveal stream. Dude, even Destiny 1 coming to Destiny 2 happened. And I thought yeah. that was never going to happen. Never. We were like, no, oh, they're no. not going to merge. Yeah, right. Game. We're going to play the Vault of Glass right in Destiny 2. Well, guess what? You are. Okay, well, we're never going to go to the Cosmodrome. Well, guess what? You are. Well, you're never going to play uh, Sevix the Strike. Well, guess what? You are. So, we're going to get into the reveal stream. So, on Tuesday, Bungie dropped a heap load of content. More content than we definitely thought. So, we have the first expansion, which is coming on September 22nd, 2020, which is called Beyond Light. It involves the Stranger, also known as Ellis. Ellis C. Ellis. How do you say her name? Is Ellis? Uh... LSC, I think it's I think it's LSC Bray, whatever the stranger, the drifter and Eris Morn. So what the um expansion basically takes place is on Europa. So the stranger calls uh Eris and the drifter to Europa to show them what she has found. And that's a pyramid ship, but this pyramid ship is different from all the other ones we have seen so far. This pyramid ship is opening up. It is emitting some sort of um power through it also the power we've known as the darkness which is now going to become the fourth elemental type known as stasis stasis is going to be one of the new of the four elemental types so let's break it down 
So far, we have three of the best NPCs in the game, including one of the NPCs that is one of the oldest NPCs in the game that Luke Smith himself said that they were never going to expand the Stranger storyline. Probably the best marketing that Bungie's ever done because we all knew, you know, he's fucking with us. But a lot of us, including myself, were like, ah, whatever, you know, Stranger's not coming back. Would love to see her. And then the minute I saw her rifle, I lost my mind. I was like, oh my god, she's back, and it's going to be crazy. Well, Destiny 2 from the get-go didn't really seem to use the uh, Darkness storyline almost at all, at least until Forsaken, and even then it was kind of like, I don't know, it really felt like a weird afterthought, you know what I mean? Because there was random taken around, and I don't know, you know what I'm saying though, right? It, it really feels yeah. like the Darkness was an afterthought of D2. The Darkness, it like almost felt like it was anime filler again. Destiny has a lot of anime filler. <laughs> Destiny has a lot of anime filler. That's what these seasons are. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But season 11 sick so far. We'll get into that later. So we have Europa. We are also... A lot of things about Europa is pretty freaking awesome. We also know that the Deepstone Crypt is going to be the raid for Europa. So possible Cade 6 comeback? I don't know. But... So far, we've seen a lot of pictures of Europa, and it looks exactly like the concept art, just with a lot more dark shit going on there. Darkness. But, darkness, everybody. Darkness. So Europa is massive from what we know. It's going to have seven different spawn, uh, transmat zones. I almost said spawn points, but you can spawn anywhere in this game. Uh, seven different transmat zones, and it's going to have so much in it. So far, we know that the boss... Or the um, first storyline of Europa is going to be Aramis. For those of you who don't know who Aramis is, Aramis is the leader of the House of Darkness of the Fallen. She plays a huge, massive part of the Destiny 2 Darkness storyline. And her being the first real user of the darkness that we're going to fight is going to be so freaking cool. That is so freaking cool. So in the trailer, you can see her holding what looks like a shard of the pyramid. And like a shard of darkness, which she's using to fuel all of her followers. And we are basically going to encounter the darkness with one of the oldest enemies in Destiny's history, the Fallen. So it's going to be us versus the darkness with the Fallen, which is fucking sweet in my opinion. I want to get your take on this. What do you think is going to happen? Tell me what you're so excited about for Beyond Light. So, there's a couple things I think. I don't. I I think we're being presented this traditional narrative, and I don't think it's going to go the way you think it is. I don't think it's going to be us necessarily fighting the darkness. Now, I was on Reddit the other day, and I saw some interesting posts because basically what they were saying is that like there could be. All right. I know this is moving ahead to the season, but Savathun is back, okay? Oh, yeah, she's back and better than ever. And we are trying to go into the pyramid ship, the very beginning of this season. And we were stopped by Savathun. Now, if you think about it, why would Savathun stop us? Why, why would she stop us from communicating with the darkness? That sounds a little weird. Until, Very fishy. until you think about it, that maybe that Savathun doesn't want us to get any a power or strength from the darkness. You know what I mean? And it, it could be that these um 
It could, it could be the darkness is just like, hey, I just want to talk, you know, hey, I just want to talk. And um, Sabathun's like, nope, nope, don't get that power. You already have light. Don't, 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 don't. <laughs> and that's the whole point of maybe this season and next season. So it could be pretty interesting and maybe the whole point of these uh these dark supers so we know dark supers are coming okay oh, that was confirmed. so, so we already know so we get power we already know that we're getting power from the darkness so what is going to be this lore reason why we're doing it maybe and and we're going to be fighting dark enemies or what what's going to be going on with it this is going to be really interesting so i don't know what, what do you what's your take on that well, for me at least, wielding the darkness is something I've always wanted to do. That's like that's like that is the pinnacle of Beyond Light for me is that I get to play with something that I've always wanted to play with for the longest time. So we all we know that the fourth elemental type, so other than we have solar arc and void, is now going to be stasis, which stasis translated actually means to stop time or time stopper. So we know that the elemental type is going to have to do with stopping time as from the trailer we've seen the warlock has a staff that shoots stasis energy kind of like the arc strider we know that the hunter is going to be some sort of like um what's the word uh some sort of icy pickaxe and he can throw it and it traps people kind of, so it's going to be kind of like um uh spectral blades but you can throw them and then the titan from the little third like a millisecond of a glimpse looks like he's using a shield that's going to be able to do something that we didn't really see. So, the fourth elemental type is huge. Like, we are going, that's going to usher in a whole new section of weapons and abilities, and we don't even know what the grenades or the melee abilities or if we're going to be able to transcend time or, like, you know, like, do, like, a shadow step or something like that. Or be able to go into, like, a bubble where, like, you can move around and damage the enemies as they're, like, frozen in time. Like, So, let's say what we know. So, there are so many different opportunities and possibilities with this. And I'm so excited to play with all of it. Because we haven't had a new elemental type in Destiny since, since, like, since Destiny started. Like, we got new supers. But, like, we are not only getting new supers and subclasses and abilities. We are getting a whole brand new darkness elemental type this like, is that's changing what a lot of people are missing everything it's changing everything it's going to change how we play the game no the thing is is that there's going to be new enemy shield types you got to keep that in yep. mind as well huge new enemy shield types so this is going to change the meta completely so now you can no longer you might have to have okay so let's think about it do you have a heavy weapon and you have a energy weapon, then you're going to need to vary, have two different types. Uh, if you're like a fire team of two people, each person is going to have to have a different uh, energy weapon and heavy weapon to break shields. You know what I mean? Correct. Like a different uh, type. Like I might run arc and solar, and you'd have to run stasis and void. That's yep. huge. That's fucking huge. That's going to change everything on how we play. So I, I, I don't know the effects yet. I really don't. We're going to have to wait till September 22nd. All right. Another thing that we got to talk about with the uh, Beyond Light reveal is that the Deepstone Crypt is not on Enceladus. We know it is on Europa now. So not only are we getting Europa as a whole, we're getting the Deepstone Crypt, which apparently we're going to be able to explore and do a raid in. So Europa might, well, we know, but it's going to outclass the EDZ and, you know, area that you can cover by almost triple. 
For right so, now. I mean, when the right Cosmodrome now. comes in. Yeah, when um, the Cosmodrome comes in, that's going to be a whole different thing. They could be adding to the Cosmodrome. We don't know yet. But we'll get into the Cosmodrome and then bring so back all that shit So here's later. the deal with... Um, <laughs> I actually actually know a little bit about this. This got leaked. It's pretty funny. Oh, boy. So, so um, I, didn't, I haven't told you this yet. So Enceladus is actually where the Deep Stone Crypt was supposed to be. Okay. I know, and, they, and Bungie was like, fuck it, we're putting it on Europa. No, because they have, um, they I think they have something happening with Io is where the pyramid ships come. So they wanted to do this near Jupiter, and they were like, well, we can't, you know, have you set up to be on Jupiter and have it not be there. Because Enceladus, if you don't know, is a Saturn moon. So yeah. <laughs> there's a famous uh, voice line where uh, Cade says that the Deep Stone Crypt, he hints that it's on Enceladus, and now... Bungie's probably going to retcon that in like a really funny way. They'll be like, "Well, K just got him confused." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Kate's gonna be like, "Oh my bad, didn't know." But the Deep Stone yeah, Crypt, is, the Deep Stone Crypt can be a plot point for future seasons as well. Like the thing why I'm so excited that it's on Europa is Europa has so many different mysteries now. We not only do we have a pyramid ship, there's going to be a Clovis Bray facility with the Deep Stone Crypt in it. There are three massive things on Europa and a city that we don't even know what is. Like we know very little about Europa. Like we know lore and like it was a, you know, ice colony and that it was thriving, but like we don't know shit. Like, there are things that you see in the trailer. I'm like, I don't even know that existed. Like, there you see a guardian running on, like, what looks like to be, a, like, a like a train track, kind of like the uh, Prison of Elders. So you're like, huh, could that be, like, an underground civilization? And then you see them in a giant ice cap with where the fallen in, and you're like, huh, that's weird. Then you see this futuristic facility, which is definitely the Deepstone Crypt, because, like, you see bodies of exos in it. But the thing is that the Deepstone Crypt is still moving. You see that ship. Like, the Deepstone Crypt is being run by somebody. Like, something yeah. in the Deepstone Crypt is still moving. Like, that is why it's so interesting. Like, just from that two and a half minute or a minute and 30 second trailer, you see so much. And you're like, I want to know more. Like, Europa is going to be a mystery because it is a brand new place, just like the Dreaming City. Tangled Shore, we've already basically sort of kind of been to. But. It's like the Dreaming City, but this time it's a giant planet. Like Europa yeah. is massive. Moon. If you take, if, yeah, if moon. You, it's a moon, but it's huge. It's a big moon. Like if you take a look at the uh, map, uh, I'll put it. I'll put a link in the description below about the map for next season. It is a big destination. It is. It it is double the size of Nessus. Like Nessus is huge. Europa is massive. So. We've seen a lot of stuff in that trailer. Another thing that I want to touch on in the trailer is that we saw a glimpse of Insurrection Prime from the Scourge of the Past raid. Oh, yeah? Yeah. that's That That mecha is Insurrection Prime. Okay, that's it. well... Like, it's it's same thing, same ability, same everything. Like, what is Insurrection Prime doing on Europa? Well, what this is going like, to we be... Blew, we blew him to smithereens. <laughs> this is going to be a great segue into something else okay <laughs> what do you know no this isn't this isn't about what i know so <sighs> destiny 
Bungie has announced that they are going to be shelving a lot of content. Yeah. To quote unquote make room. Um, if you don't know, uh, they said they're going to get rid of uh, what is it? Mars, Mercury, Io, Io Titan, uh, Titan, Leviathan, Leviathan, and the Scourge of the Past raid. Yes, precisely. Um. I don't get the reasoning. So apparently they're going to there's there's data mines and leaks. They're going to blow up these planets into the season. Cool. I don't get the reason to remove the scourge of the past raid. It's on the EDZ. Uh, I I I. It, why are we taking it out of the game? Yeah, that's a big point. We're gonna get into that later in the video because we're that I have a we gotta talk about some other shit before we talk about the sunsetting and removing content because that's gonna be probably one of the biggest plot points that we touch on. So, oh, and uh, in this video, I'm gonna put time segments at the bottom so you guys can skip to whatever you want to hear about. You don't have to listen to us drone on for however long as this is gonna be a very long episode. But back to Europa, we have Insurrection Prime that we've seen. We've also seen the first boss which is going to be Aramis. Aramis being in this, you know, not only are we getting the stranger, you know, that's just, that's just, that's huge, but we are getting Aramis. Aramis is the newfound leader of the House of Darkness. If you people do not know who Aramis is, I, I would go look at the My Name is Biff, Biff video about Aramis, which is coming out very soon. He's going to explain basically all about her. She is such a cool villain, and the fact that she speaks English instead of Hive is really interesting to me. So, she is one of the first fallen-ish bosses that speaks English. Because at the end of the trailer, she goes, I'm going to give these Guardians the destruction they so crave. Doesn't What's-His-Face awesome. Doesn't What's-His-Face awesome. speak English? Civics? Um, uh, yeah, Civics, obviously. But wasn't there another one? Mithra? Mithrax? Yeah, Mithrax, I think, yep. speaks English as well. But a lot well. of the Fallen don't speak English, which is really interesting to me. They don't speak uh, human. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what they, what they fucking sound like. <laughs> yeah, so I'm hyper Europa, dude. Europa is going to be so much fun. So we know that we're going up against a Fallen-ish race, but what is so cool about Aramis is that I think the Darkness or the Pyramid Ships or the Veil chose her to be the first contact of darkness of the war. I wouldn't say the darkness. I'm going to say the war because she is a wielder of the darkness, just like we are a wielder of the light. So we're not going up against reskins. We are going up against a race that we have already fought who have darkness abilities. Do you want to hear something funny? Yes. Right, here's no, my prediction. Here's meme. my prediction on Aramis. Here's my prediction. All right, hit me. It's going to be like the bad luck Brian meme, and I think that um, the fucking pyramid ships are going to leave the Fallen 2, so they're going to have no light or darkness abilities and be like, <laughs> what the fuck? Dude, the Fallen have <laughs> dealt such a shitty hand. We're fucking uh, real. Poor I like Mithrax. He's cool. Civics no. is cool as fuck. Yeah. I like those guys. You know, we have the... Guardians have fallen allies, so it's kind of upsetting to see that. We're going to really get a... Uh, I have a feeling we're going to get a really nice um, season dedicated to the Fallen. Yeah. I Which would like be cool. The like The cool thing about what Season 11 is doing so far, it's tying up a lot of the story points. 
like so far like we are getting a lot of story points a lot of story points that are being created and a lot of story points that are being tied up so we'll get into season 11 later but so far we talked about beyond light and me and ty are both super excited for it we could not be happier season 11 is fan fucking dude season 11 the, that first mission that oh dude that first mission is woo that first mission is so fucking awesome it, it, that, that is that, that, that is, is how a season so cool, that's how a season should be done so the thing is is that since the beginning of the season model well not the beginning since shadow keep i've been really wary of the season model because um you didn't get shit for it i mean uh there was no introduction it's just kind of like i don't know just do something <laughs> you know yeah, and this was real we're giving you, we're gonna we're gonna drip feed you a little story each week. We're gonna feed you like a fish, you know, get you a little story a week, and we're gonna give you these cool ways to get great guns. We still have all this old content, um, so uh, I'm pretty excited. I ran a garden last night uh, for six fucking hours just trying to get oh, leveled up for the dungeon. Son of a bitch, man, <laughs> you poor son of a bitch. I am so fucking tired. I did a divinity run. It took me seven hours because. You know what? I'll get into that one later. <laughs> yeah, so we, so not only did Bungie reveal Beyond Light, they've also released the next two big expansions for the next two years. The first one, ladies and gentlemen, being the Witch Queen with the Sabathun logo. Now, let me tell y'all about Sabathun. Sabathun is the sister of Oryx, and you thought Oryx was a bad motherfucker. Wait till you meet his troubled sister Savathun. so in the lore so Savathun is dude, such a I fucking cunt lost my mind you guys everyone needs to watch my reaction because i was like a little girl in a candy shop on tuesday i, I bungie was like and ty being the cynical motherfucker he is but this is why i love him because he can get me out of my hype train was like ah whatever and then he saw Savathun and he was like oh and he saw life fall and he was like Oh my god. And then he saw season 11, he was like, "Oh, oh my god." And then he saw the prophecy dungeon, he was like, "Oh my god." It was pretty much like this. I said going into the season, I said, "I want a raid or a fucking dungeon." I would Got actually it. prefer a dungeon. I said this, I think last podcast. <laughs> and he was like, hmm, "Mr. Brown, let me uh, lather that asshole up." For because you. <laughs> the reason I wanted a dungeon is because it's a lot it's because we usually play with a fire team of three, okay? Yep. And it's a lot easier to get three people than it is to get six people to do a raid. I agree. So I'm probably going to run this dungeon as soon as I get to 1040 every week. I'm going to run it every week, all three characters. I will farm the ever-loving shit out of it. Oh, dude, because we, we have done... Um... We've done every dungeon a million times. Oh, yeah, dude. I, lo I dude. love dungeons. They are actually my favorite activity in the game. Because oh, yeah, because it's, like it's a quick raid, and then you're like, oh, I want to do that again. That was They're fun. really rewarding, yeah. So after this podcast, I think me and uh, uh, Fusco are going to get – we're going to do a Pit of Heresy run, I think, just for uh, footage Chits to put giggles. over this. <laughs> Chits and giggles. Pit of Hip. We love Pit. So, yeah, so we have – so far we have the Witch Queen and Lightfall. So we – we don't we don't know anything about these next two expansions. We'll probably know about them later in the year. But they, Bungie is already building the hype around Savathun with this season. Hot take though. Hot take. Ah, uh, here we go. Hot take. They should not 
have announced it as the Witch Queen because now my hype for the season has already diminished a little bit because I know we won't get a full-on answer about what's going on with Savathun. Yeah, I could see that, but, like, what if we do? Maybe. Um, What I was going to say earlier about Savathun and the lore, if you guys don't fucking know, Savathun is such a fucking cunt, okay? She sucks. <laughs> she straight up tried to fucking murder Oryx multiple fucking times when Oryx was like, hey, I'm just trying to chill, and she's like, fuck you. So, <laughs> yeah, Savathun is... Savathun is the Oryx? sister of Prince Zuko times 900. Azula times, yeah. Azula. Uh, she is uh, she such is, uh, a she fucking... Is the worst. Oryx hates Savathun. Fucking Oryx, the guy we hate, is like, yo, fuck that bitch. Yeah, no. Imagine Oryx comes back and helps us fight Savathun. He's like, this is the <laughs> only time I will ever help you because I hate my sister so, so much. Goddamn much. I hate my sister so much. This is the only time I will ever help you. So um, not only did we get the Witch Queen, which is probably good, which is we know. Also, 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 what? weird Destiny lore fact here because I love to give uncomfortable Destiny facts. The Hive can switch genders at will. Oh, boy. So if you read the old uh, lore books, it starts out as the three sisters, okay? And Oryx is one of those sisters, but then became Oryx because the Hive can switch their genders. Dude, it fucking, fucking weirds me out, but, I mean, you know, good on it. It's trans rights. Good yeah, job, Bungie. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah, trans <laughs> rights. We love to see it. So we not only do we get the Witch Queen, but we also got Lightfall. During the Lightfall reveal, it also said that this name is a work in progress. I think it's pretty awesome. I think they should keep it. But you see the Traveler, and then you see a pyramid ship over it. And you hear the stranger repeat the line, the line between light and dark is so very thin. You must choose a side, even if it's the wrong one. So what we could get in Lightfall is Guardians picking a side to either side with the pyramid ships or side with the Traveler. Now, why I think this is plausible is because the Traveler has not really talked to us a lot. We don't know much about the Traveler. The Traveler gives us visions. The last vision he gave us is when we got our new supers in Forsaken. Traveler's been very absent recently. So the Traveler cannot be all mighty and all, you know, people loving and all light and all, you know, sunshines and roses as we really think he is. There you sound like a Traveler atheist. Theme. Yeah, I could be a Traveler atheist. Look, the Traveler has always been one of the most interesting you know, characters in Destiny because we don't know that much about him. Like, where did, like, we knew the Traveler came from a different, like, dimension eons away, but the Traveler is running from the darkness for what reason? Like, the reason presents itself as, you know, the Traveler's the light and the darkness is the dark. And you always side with the light because it's the light, but. What these new seasons, these expansions are going to teach us is that the line between light and dark is very, very thin. And morals do not matter anymore. What matters is picking the right side, which is a very dark way to think about it. The new dungeon explains all of that. So getting into season 11, we have this new dungeon where the nine are the main focus and me and Ty freaked out during the reveal during this because the nine is like one of our favorite things. Nine has always been my favorite thing in destiny. Other than like the darkness, like the nine are so cool. 
So the dungeon has a message. And for those of you who have not played the dungeon and don't want the spoils for you right now, skip over this part. I'll put it in the time code. But the dungeon is called Prophecy. And the dungeon is a big message. At the end of the dungeon, you see the Drifter and Eris talking. And the Drifter basically tells you what the Nine are trying to tell you. The Nine tell you that it does not matter if you wield the light or the dark. You should not fear the shadow, is what they are saying to you. The Nine are basically telling you that if you side with the Traveler, you have to wield both sides. Wielding both sides is the only way to defeat the enemy that you pick in the end. So, the biggest thing about this season is that it is starting to creep into Beyond Light. And it's going to give us a sense of that wielding the darkness is not as bad as we think it is, but it will have its consequences. That's what the stranger is trying to tell us. So I want to just break this down because I've been doing some thinking about this, okay? Yep. If you think about this, okay, so the darkness was built up since Destiny 1, day 1, like before that, since the Alpha as, like, the big enemy, okay? So if darkness is no longer the enemy then who is the enemy? And I think the answer is really clear. I think, and someone brought this up that I thought this was pretty interesting, is that if you look at the Hive, okay, the Hive with their sword logic may actually be more, you know, fucked up and more actually genuinely evil than the darkness itself will be, you know? And you, you they call them darkness and light. They don't necessarily call them good and evil. And evil. Yeah, so if you think about it, the darkness may not be a force we're fighting against no, anymore. So we're not fighting the darkness anymore. We are just fighting creatures. So I, I think that that's going to be pretty uh, interesting. I want to get your take on that. Yeah, I agree with you. Like, it's this world of Destiny is starting to set up no longer as a battle of light and dark. It is now going to be a battle of good and evil. Those who want to see the world and the universe burn under a different reign will go up against the people who want to see the universe thrive. And the darkness has always said, especially within the first mission of season 11, is that we offer only truth. You bring weapons, you will not need them. What does that mean? The darkness wants to give us only truth? But isn't the darkness supposed to be here to destroy us? What truth? What truth is are we seeking? The truth that we are seeking is that if are we on the correct side? And I think that's what Lightfall is going to be, is that we are going to know by 2022 what each side is about, and it's going to be your job to pick who you side with in the end. Yeah. I, I don't like, think it's going to be like that. I think the true path, okay? And I really got to say this. Um... The true path is going to be very, very interesting. So the thing about it is this, all right? I'm going to go back into it. The Nine, all right? The fucking Nine. Are they a being of the light? No. Are they a being of the dark? No. They are a being that is in between the light and the dark. That's what the dungeon teaches you. And the thing is, is that in Destiny, it's not going to be whether you side with the with the Traveler or the Pyramid Ships. It's whether you walk 
in the middle. And those who can walk the gray line will will be the ones that are, you know, th- those will be the ones that have found the right path. And I think there's a lot of choices that have shown that, okay? Um, like Zavala's choice to not avenge Cade was a choice that was made, you know, as in like for the light of the Traveler. But was that the right choice? You know, Of course it wasn't the right choice. And that makes you think that we walked a gray path. That we are that, gr- you know, it, okay, so this is this is super nerdy, but I know I think you know this too. Do you, do you know a little bit about the expanded universe of Star Wars before they retconned it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you know that there are um, these things that are, there's the Jedi and the Sith, okay? And then there's the... Uh, gray the Jedis. Guardians. They're called the Gray Jedis, okay? Yeah, they have gray lightsabers. They're neither Sith nor are they Jedi. So... I think the uh, Traveler is going to, you know, represent the Jedi. The Pyramid Ships are going to represent the Sith. And I feel like we are going to form a new class of Guardian that kind of walks between. And it's going to be your character that is going to be the real, true, first gray Jedi. The Avatar. (laughs) Pretty much. Master of two elements. Oh, (laughs) all four elements! Oh, my God! (laughs) (laughs) Literally, all four elements. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god we are the avatar <laughs> son of a bitch we figured it out we cracked it this is avatar 2 electric boogaloo what was it it was water source arc solar void stasis long ago the four elements resided in one guardian that when the world needed him most, he played Gambit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, let's get back on. Let's get back on topic. So, oh, dude, this is what's gonna make our podcast. So, oh, tier dude, one. this is amazing. So, the, so far in season eleven, we have the dungeon and we have the public event first contact. Now, the public event in itself is story. The public event is story. It's story. Like you are going to Io, where there is a giant fucking pyramid ship. You take a beacon, you slam it on the ground, and the drifter sends you some tech, and then whatever that darkness, you know, whatever that little, whatever the mini pyramid ship is above you is radiating some sort of signal into Io, and you're trying to figure out what it is. But all of these enemy races are coming, and they're like, don't fucking touch that, and they're like, don't fucking touch my gear, and you have to duke it out with them. Now, obviously, we can tell that every enemy race has sided with the darkness. Like, you, it's just, it's a fact at this point. Except, like the except, okay. If you look, the Cabal, Red Legion Cabal, but in that public event, which I have grinded extensively, there's no fucking Fallen there. There is there no, fallen. no Fallen. I think the there. Fallen are going to be coming in in Titan. When we go to Titan, it's going to be Fallen. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, so the public event is stupid fun. That public event is stupid fun. I have had so much fun with that public event so far and you can get umbral ingrams you can upgrade your um the way the drifter thing is so you can get umbral ingrams the uh, new uh, ingrams this season to drop at a very frequent rate uh it for doing the contact public event so you could really grind that out and level up really well which is fucking amazing yeah like they they were like well you're gonna be able to pick your own gear now and they did and they've done it in a very entertaining and fun way because like i can go through one section of gear and be like okay i got everything next 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 
Like, it has given you so much different gear, and you can make it however you want. And I think that the, um, being able to choose your own gear is very MMO-like. Like, in Fantasy is... Star Online 2, you can choose your own gear. There are a couple problems I have to bring up about it, okay? Yep. The first problem is that the upgrade system to upgrade the, uh way you decrypt ingrams and the kind of you know uh, like the bunker style upgrades you have for this are limited to weekly bounties which means you yeah. can only grind a little bit a week each week yeah they may rectify that in the future but i'm kind of concerned about that the other problem is that once you run out of currency okay which you will you'll run out of currency I believe it'll only drop the armor for you if you don't specifically tell it otherwise. Yep. Which so. is a problem, but I think they'll, they'll rectify that. So another cool thing about this season is that they are now doing the story weekly. So each week we're going to get a little bit new story, even if it's just a pyramid ship arriving on one of the four other planets. Like, we only have one pyramid ship on one planet. What could possibly go wrong? So far, the story is that we found the silver, the Seed of Silver Wings... From the cradle. And Rasputin basically got his ass handed to him already. So we are starting to see the pyramid ship's influence on worlds. It is literally like they took down Rasputin in a heartbeat. And that is very, very scary. Like we have pyramid pyramid ships are just popping up everywhere now. And Rasputin knew they were coming. And Rasputin probably thinks that he can't beat them. He like, he took down. down the Almighty. Like, the Almighty was cool, I guess. That event was, like, cool. Way too freaking long. Jesus Lord. Yeah, we sat through that. Yeah, I we mean... did sit through that, the whole fucking thing. Got some cool pictures from it, though, but that's, that's it was Hey, there was an event. active local chat. That's a big deal. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> that was really cool. The active local chat during that school, but we're getting off topic, so... The storyline for this season so far is called, not only is it called Season of the Arrivals, uh, there's a lot going on. We have Savathun and Pyramid Ships and Rasputin is involved. Like, there is a lot of shit going on this season. Like, this season, like, just popped off out of nowhere. Like, we, we can just confirm at this point that last season was just filler. Oh, it was... The, it was fucking bullshit last season. Yeah, like, that is just filler at that its was worst. Like, ass. that is just, that is terrible filler. But it's over. You know, we got through it, played some Warzone, we made some friends along the way, and it's over. Won now we can Apex look games. to the future. Lot, won some Apex games, you know, we won some Apex Legends. We, had a, we, had, we, did, we did shit in the meantime. Like, we have this season, and then we have a brand new expansion. This season is already... A, fucking it's a it's a riot of a good time like just that first mission alone was fun like that first mission put me in the mood to want to do more content like you know i wanted to get divinity finally last night um after playing um and i did that kind of regret it but i did it hey man you got divinity that's all that matters divinity is going to be a huge asset within the coming you know expansions and we two people in our fire team have it now so you know we can't complain about it and honestly, you really only need two. So, season 11, love it so far. It's amazing. Can't wait to see more. So, now let's get into the TWAB. We're going to get into the TWAB, the TWAB. TWAB had a lot of good stuff and some stuff that kind of upset us. So, 
Ty, you want to explain the twa because I know you read that way more than I do. So basically, um, the big one on this twop was that there is a crucible matchmaking is now going to be uh, not skill based anymore. That was the big one this week, which could be very bad or very good. Um, the twop was super fucking short. They uh, addressed. Let me see. They addressed a couple glitches. Um, I'm trying to remember what glitches they addressed. Uh, oh, yeah. So the Tommy's matchbook catalyst is not showing up for a lot of people. That is a glitch. That will show back up again, so don't worry. They're, they're fixing that. On top of that, they also talked about – I don't know if they've talked about this, but I saw that um, – I think Cosmo responded that the, uh, the Garden of Salvation and Last Wish raid gear – the max infusion cap on that is wrong. It is not 1060. It will not be sunset next season, and they're looking to figure out why it's displaying it like that. Also, there's this really funny glitch that makes me laugh, where if yeah. you get killed by the architects, it says recommended light level 180 billion. <laughs> it just makes me <laughs> laugh. It's like, fuck you too. Yeah, <laughs> the architecture 180 billion. That's like that's like more than every raid boss or every like little npc or anything in any of these games combined every like, guardian combined may not be 180 billion <laughs> <laughs> oh my god this game yeah so we touched on crucible we also touched on some fixes coming and now we got to get into the nitty-gritty we got to get into the um, oh before we away... get that before we get yeah. that wither horde Looks like it broke the game, okay? Nope, didn't really break the game, and Ty has seen that firsthand. Oh, my God. So there was a video of people being able to cheese the Garden of Salvation Sanctified Mind and really Ugh. easily with Wither Horde. And I'm here to say that while it is possible, that is a really hard-to-pull-off glitch. I was sitting there for three hours last night with a raid team. We all had Wither Horde out. And we got it to work a little bit. We were able to wither down his health about a third using Wither Horde. But the the trick to it is you all have to fire at the same time. And to get a raid team that Did is playing this game. Did you go back to the more game, traditional point after the Wither Horde? <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm going to go back to that. I'm just trying to say. The point of it is that it is hard to do. It did not break the game. Anyway, you can move on. Did you go back to the traditional method? Oh, yes, we did, we did, we did. Divinity. What a, well, divinity. Yeah. Uh, Actium, War Rig, Xenophage. Jesus. Yep, still best plot. So, TWAB, good shit. Um, now we got to get into the thing that is going to define Destiny, and that is removing content and bringing back content. Now, we all know that, thank fucking Christ, Vault of Glass and the Cosmodrome with the three strikes is coming back. Fuck yeah, let's go. Awesome! So excited. Never thought it would happen. Ecstatic. Lost my mind when they were when they said that they were bringing it back. Can't wait. You know, Ty and Marissa never played D one, so I played D one. I played it on the first day it came out because I've been a Bungie fan since Halo. Actually, so, I did play D one for a little bit on the base game. I told you I played um, through the moon and a little bit in the Cosmodrome, but that's about it. I only played it for like two days. Yeah. So. Yeah, Destiny 1 is starting to make its way back into D2. And a lot of people are saying on Reddit that they should rebrand it to just Destiny. Which I'm like, I mean, 
yeah. But then what are you gonna what are you gonna call D one Destiny Classic? Like, I guess. But you know that's a that's a whole different topic that we'll we'll address. I know what? I know what they should I know what they should call the game now. What? Because this is the number one Destiny. They should call this game Destiny One. Like Xbox One. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so removing content. We are getting a lot of things removed next season. Like, it is kind of a staggering and scary amount. And usually I try to tell you Bungie's, like, reasoning. I can get if it's from a story perspective, but there are a lot of things that should not be taken out. Luke Smith has already <clears throat> sorry. Luke Smith has already confirmed it's not really a story reason. That's an excuse. He has claimed that it is for um, the DCV content. No, it says it's for content space, specifically on consoles. So I have gotten to a lot of fights with people on Reddit about this very topic. My take is why should Destiny remove content? It, it baffles it my shouldn't. mind. It baffles my mind that Luke Smith wants to call this game an MMO over and over and over and over again. But as soon as, like, it involves, you know, maintenance of an MMO, he just was like, oh, we got to cut that content. We got to remove this. We got to remove that. And it, it, just, it makes no fucking sense to me. Like, if, if I'm on PC and I have a 10 terabyte, uh, storage capacity. Why the fuck would I care if the game is 200 gigs? Destiny is not 200 gigs. I think it's barely 100, okay? It's like 110 or something like that. Meanwhile, Call of Duty Warzone gets a 80 gigabyte update just for Season 4, and there is not even a new map, and no one bats an eye. Why are we deleting content? Who exactly is this for? People on console are, are, like, his argument is that no one's going to play it if the game is too big. Yes, because nobody plays fucking Call of Duty Warzone. Nobody plays that game, right, Fusco? 50 million current players. I, I don't understand 50 million current players are playing Call of Duty. Now, I'm going to run some numbers for you really quick. The biggest MMO on the Xbox store right now is Fantasy Star Online 2, sitting at 72.4 gigabytes. Destiny 2's current download size is 110 gigabytes. Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the entire game is 185 gigabytes download. With a new 15 gigabyte patch going live tomorrow, and which will increase, which is on Xbox, and will increase the game size to 190 gigabytes. So, I ask, who, who are they trying to, like, save, you know? And I get the next DLC is going to be very large, but they're already stripping a lot of content. So, with this content vault, let's talk about what we are losing, okay? We're losing Mercury, so, I mean, fuck Mercury, right? Yeah, who gives a shit? Like, our first podcast episode, I said, fuck Mercury. Like, fuck Mercury. Um, then we have uh, Io, which... The, the I like Io. The Pyramidian Strike's pretty great. Nah, um, that's gonna suck. Damn, I don't want to lose Io now. Uh, so then Mars. on top of that, Mars. 
Now, I don't know about you, but I've had so much fun running Escalation Protocol. I love EP, dude. I love EP. I'm going to miss EP so much. It's one of those things where I don't really understand the decision to remove Mars. Like, I just, I don't, I don't get that. It's just, it seems like extra. Maybe it's, there's a lore reason, like we're getting Rasputin and it's going to be a lore thing, but blowing up planets to just remove content as a whole just feels wrong because, all right. If we are sunsetting weapons to make room for new players to be able to play the game, okay, you know, because maybe they haven't grinded this and they want a easier, fresh start, why are we removing content? Like, who is this exactly. game for? Um, exactly. I agree with you on that. So they're not... So now they are no longer going to be able to play the original Destiny 2 content, and they're not going to be able to play all of Destiny 1's content. Because you have to understand, we are not putting in base Destiny 1 story. We are not going to be able to play through the fucking Black Garden. That is not fucking happening here. We are getting the Cosmodrone and Vault of Glass. That is it. And on top of that... The Vault of Glass is not even confirmed to come out in the fall. We may if be they added at a Destiny winter... 1 to Destiny 2, it would only increase the game size by 50 gigs, which is still less than Call of Duty Warzone. And then you have to think about it like this, okay? Not necessarily, because you have to also think about the reusal of assets, you know? So they're not going to have to put in new guardians, new guns. So all the guns from D1 will be removed out for the D2 guns that are already in the system. All the textures are already going to be in there. There may be new textures, but it's going to be a lot less than base Destiny. So we Destiny already have with the Destiny 2 with the current season and expansions is 165 gigs, which isn't even that big. That's oh, not that it could big. Be bigger. I'm telling you, if. If, so if it's 85 gigs, so 85 plus the 110 gigs right now is, look at this, 195 gigs, 5 gigabytes more than Call of Duty Warzone, and so who 30 gives a shit? years more content. Yeah, so who gives a shit? Like, Alright, I'm going to give you my take on it. Look, I think sunsetting is dumb. I think giving away content is dumb. If they do it for a story reason, I'll be more okay with it. I still won't be okay with it. But what I would like to see is if you're going to take away shit, I need something in return. Like, if you're taking away Mars, okay, you're giving me the Cosmodrome and the Vault of Glass and Europa. But I agree with you on that. Who the fuck is going to want to play this game if they're going to miss the first three years? For more. Do you want more. to? Who the fuck, like, who the fuck is going to want to play this game if they're going to miss everything? Like, Destiny 1, you can go back and play whatever you want. What they, what I would like them to do is make a way for you to be able to download and delete things at your own will. If you can't play the base game anymore because your PlayStation or Xbox or PC can't handle the storage with, I don't know why it wouldn't, um... You should be able to delete content. Like, still have everything up on the map, but it says that, hey, you can't access this content right now, so be able to delete it. Like, it's it, Destiny's a big game. Turn it into DLC. Optional DLC. 
Yeah, turn make it into an optional DLC you know? function. Just like how in like, um, I don't know why we're completely removing it from the game. Like I don't want Leviathan purchase, removed. You cannot go or the Menagerie you know I mean? or Eater of Worlds or Spire of Stars removed. I really don't want that. I want to be able to play that stuff when I get bored on a weekend and I have nothing else to do. But the devil's advocate is that whatever is going to happen on Europa is going to replace most of that. So, but it, it's not. From what we know so far, it's not. So, right now, I'm not okay with it. If Europa can somehow give me a Leviathan-style raid setup with an Escalation Protocol event that I can do and everything else that I can do on every other planet, fine. Get rid of it. If it will literally occupy my time so much that I do not have time to play all of this other shit, then get rid of it. I don't care at this point. But if you cannot occupy my time and I want to go back and play all of this, I should be able to do that. It, and this goes Espe a little further. Especially if you are on PC. This goes a little further, Fusco, because then someone brought up this wonderful argument against getting rid of content. You paid for that content. Uh, yeah, I paid for it. Why are you taking it away from me? Like... If, if you bought Destiny 1, you can fucking go on Destiny 1 right now and fucking play it. If you wanted to play Destiny 2 base content in a couple months, too fucking bad. Fuck you. Like, I bought, like, I bought the game, guys. Like, you got, like, and they might get sued over a lot of this shit. No, because they put, uh, someone said they put specific contracts that they give you the, the right, the license to, to play the game. You don't own it. I guess, because they want to make, from what they said, they want to make this a, like, live service game. But still, like, I should be able to go back and play what I want. Especially, especially if you were on PC. Do you know what most like? ga Most gaming PCs don't come with less than a 500 gigabyte SSD or hard drive. No, no. So most gaming PCs don't come with less than a terabyte of storage. Since exactly. 20 so fucking 13. So who gives a shit? Like... They they really have to go back and reevaluate this because they are gonna get a they're already getting backlash like why like they're like okay well we'll bring it back in the future like I don't want to be able to have to go back and play the Leviathan raid a year from now because by then I'm not gonna want to play it so you might as well remove it from the game permanently. It's just unless it's... you're giving me some incentive to play it, but it's who gives a shit. SSD, if you can't afford the extra space, you shouldn't be playing Destiny. I'm sorry. That's just how it is. Like, if you are not able to afford the space on a console, you know where you stand with playing this game. Then just play everything else. And you should, even if you can't you afford the extra space, you should have the option to delete things to play the new content. Yeah. That is the only really big, massive problem I have what's going on over there right now. There's they have no done... Look, they have impressed me with Beyond Light. They have impressed me with everything else. I love that they're bringing back old content for players who didn't get to experience it to play. I love that they're bringing back the Cosmodrome. I love Beyond Light so far. I love everything that I'm seeing. I love that all the leaks were true. I love that Europa is coming. I love that the Stranger is here. I love that Eris and the Drifter are in a DLC. But if I am not able to go back and play the shit that I want to play that's a big loss it's it's fucking ridiculous and it gets more than that okay this goes right along the side with um 
Okay, so we have to talk about the new dungeon is getting removed from the game why? in three yeah, months. Why? Why? Oh, yeah. It, it, as soon as we did, uh, remember, right after Forsaken when they removed Shattered Throne? Oh, wait. They, they didn't. Yeah. So they're gonna get. I'm telling you right now, they're getting a, they're gonna get a lot of backlash because of this. Because I wanna go, I wanna go to the new dungeon and play it next season when I have nothing else to do unless there is a new dungeon. Luke Smith literally said we are gonna start working on the FOMO, the fear of missing out. This is the ultimate FOMO. This is the best thing you have made since Shadowkeep, and you are getting rid of it. Yeah. So the fear the fear of missing out is probably the worst it's ever been. Like. What they need to understand, and what I think the Destiny community needs to make them understand, is we do not care if this game is 50 gigs, 100, 300, 4, 5, 7, 800, a terabyte. Nobody gives a shit. We will play it. We will find a way to play it, but you need to give us an incentive to play it. If Europa is going to be this big of an expansion, if you are telling me that it is going to be twice as much as Shadowkeep, or three, or four, or five times as much as Shadowkeep, then you need to give me enough content in Beyond Light, and in Lightfall, and in The Witch Queen to sustain my time that does not make me ever want to go back and play the old shit. Because I still play Last Wish. I still, I still play Last Wish. I run Last Wish and Scourge. We have there's raids we haven't even done yet, and now you're telling me I only have three months to do them. It is one of those things where, um, and this is my biggest problem with Luke Smith at the head of this. He does not respect our time. He doesn't respect. He should our play time Fantasy Star Online too. Here's another thing I hate. I, I absolutely fucking hate. Luke Smith constantly wants to compare this game as an MMO. It's an MMO. It's an MMO. It's an MMO. It's like Magic the Gathering. It's like this and that. Okay. So, this is my rant time. I'm going into this, okay? Hit me. Weapon sunsetting. All right? Luke Smith. Well, you see, games like Magic the Gathering, well, they get rid of cards, you understand? Because, you know, cards are too powerful, but then they'll bring them back into circulation. Okay? Sunsetting. All right? Why? Why the fuck do I need to grind for a brand new Gnawing Hunger and Lonesome? Why can't those guns that we got in Gambit Prime and the Reckoning power cap be upped? Why do I have to grind for a new gun? In Magic the Gathering, how it works is, is if in Magic they reissue a card... Any version of that card will be playable again. So if you have one from the fucking 80s and they did a re-release, your 80s card is now being able to be played in the main game. Why are you constantly disrespecting our time put into this? You know what I mean? If we have a god roll, why do we have to wait to reinfuse it? It's one of those things where he just keeps cherry-picking from games. On top of that, Destiny is an MMO. It's... Okay... So if it's MMO, why don't we save the content so we're able to, um, you know, play everything? Well, Fantasy no, Star that's... Online 2 has eight years worth of content in the game, in the current game, and it only takes up 72 gigs of my time. I get to play eight years of content that I missed out on. Fear of missing out. I don't have a fear of missing out when I'm on PSO2. The thing about PSO2 and why I love that game so much 
And if you want to play a good MMO to everyone listening to this, I really recommend PSO2, especially if you're a fucking degenerate weeb like me. It is probably the most anime MMO you will ever get. So here's the thing about PSO2. They released it in the West with everything for free. All of it. It is a free-to-play Japanese online MMO with every single boss, every single dungeon, every single raid, everything that you could possibly imagine in the U.S. for 72 gigs. Eight years. Now, granted, it doesn't look as good as Destiny. No, and it's... The argument that people are making is that, well, Destiny's a very, it's a AAA-looking game, so there's we obviously cannot do that. So the game is too big, and it has to be cut down because you nah, can't spoil the content that. there. Fuck no, all that. I should have the fucking option. Why, if I make a custom PC and I get tons of storage, why should I be limited by other people's you know hardware choices? Like, do you know that on PS4, it's not like a PS4 or an Xbox One has a limited amount of storage. You can put as big of a fucking hard drive or SSD in there as you like. Especially you know? with the new next-gen consoles. SSDs for the next-gen consoles are going to be very affordable. Like, the next-gen consoles are releasing extra storage space for you so you can play these games. Like... It's blowing my mind. Like, the PlayStation 5 reveal yesterday, they already said that, like, hey, there is a lot of extra storage that you can put on this. And most of these consoles are probably going to go to cloud storage in any way soon. So, who cares? Literally, who gives a shit? And another thing with the sunsetting of weapons is that, why are you taking them away? If nobody gives a shit about the storage space, you should be adding weapons instead of taking them away. Like, that's what they're not listening to. They're like, oh, well, it's a really graphics-heavy game. Like, I don't fucking care. So the, the argument against sunsetting is they're trying to make a way to change the meta. And, you know, we're going to take this. And here was, the, here was the silver lining to sunsetting, okay? Here's what they wanted to do. And here's the people who defend its argument, okay? The, the argument is that, like, okay, so in a raid right now, the best weapons are Mountaintop, Recluse, and Xenophage. You got those three. That's the meta right now. They want to shake up the meta. They get rid of Mountaintop and uh, the Recluse. You're going to look for, you know, weapons, a, a new meta. A new meta is going to pop up, and they're going to keep it for, like, a year. And then in a year later, they may actually put one of the weapons back in. We might get a Mountaintop a year down the road or a couple months down the road. We might get that back for a little bit of time and, you know, kind of keep the sandbox fresh. But the problem with it is that they've built up this you know, play any way you like style, which isn't working, you know, they already taking that away and they're just so contradicting and they're so heavy handed with this. Why are my guns from shadow keep being, um, sunset? That is literally going to be one year old. So I literally have one year with everything. You originally said when your announcement, 15 months, now it's a year. My exit strategy which I haven't even had for a year yet, is going to be sunset in a couple months. Really? Yeah, it's a it's a massive problem. It's a, it's it's a possibility that it could be the Achilles heel as well. A lot of people are leaving because they don't feel like their time is being respected. Yeah, especially like if I'm giving you like I bought the fucking collector's edition for three hundred dollars. You're really gonna tell me that I just bought your collector's edition and now you're taking shit away from me? Well, yeah, your money and your time. Because think about it like this, okay? So you put in 
let's say, uh, think about a gun that you really had to grind for a great role. What would that be for you? <sighs> beloved. Beloved. Okay. You've grinded for this beloved role. Okay. And people are just going to come in there and take it, it took away me, from It took me four seasons. And they're just going to take it away from you because new meta. Yeah, last season of um, – what was last season? I Like, I didn't even play – yes, season of The Unworthy. I literally forgot the name because that's how much I gave a shit. Season of The Worthy was the season I finally got my beloved. Like, quick draw snapshot sites. Like, that was that was it. Like, that – it took me uh, – what was it? It's Opulence, then Season of the Undying, Season of Dawn, and it took me almost four seasons to get that sniper. So a year. So a year. About yeah, a year. it took me about a year to get that sniper. I grinded the Menagerie every single week, and I never got it. And Luke Smith comes in and says, give me your fucking gun, bitch. Literally. You don't deserve that. And it's, they are look. Bungie is on such a good path right now, and this might stray them away from it. Like this is a huge problem. And and I get one of their arguments to fix it is to make gear more easily uh, acquirable. The Umbral Ingram system is supposed to be like you can get your god rolls like a menagerie system easier. More I love gear. the Umbral system. I think it's fantastic. Like PSO two has the same thing, same system. Like, but the thing about PSO two is I'm currently still in base game. Like I haven't even gotten into the like second or third episode they call them episodes instead of expansions so i'm still on episode one i have a lot more to grind in that game but the thing is i'm still getting gear from episode one that i can use in two three four five six seven and eight there is an upgrade system you need it you need certain things but once you have those certain things you can upgrade that to beyond the power cap of that episode that you're currently in but that's what destiny used to do and if you want to talk about fucking power creep, my big argument against like power creep is how they do you really think three years after three years, destiny is going to be viable, you know, as a game, they're going to probably release another game after that, or destiny may end after the next three years. Yeah. They may keep destiny for three more years, but like, is power creep even going to matter over three years? Let's it's talk not. about this right now. We've played destiny for coming on three years how bad has the power creep been not bad at all <laughs> like that's eh. kind of my point you know we know we've had really good sandbox maintenance of nerf you know nerfs are necessary i know people bitch about them and they hate them you know but these nerfs were necessary to keep the sandbox balance and i know destiny like bungie does not want to do these nerfs they want to be lazy about it and say i'll get it later my other really big issue about um sunsetting is that i don't really feel like most people care about the pve meta okay not at all most people will be like oh you're using the same thing cool because you can be unoptimized in pve and still be fine you can go to raids and be unoptimized and be fine unless you're running like grandmaster nightmares but most people just use glitches on that anyway i guess a way to fix that would be um to make end game activities you know not set power levels so like if um you're going into a raid and you have a you have six people three of them are at 1060 three of them are at 1030 it, there's the raid boss should be somewhere in between that like the boss and the um npcs should be 
a balance between your fire team's power cap. Light level doesn't even do that much, unfortunately. Um, in yeah. In case you haven't noticed. <laughs> um, yeah, but like that would be that'd be a decent way to fix it. Like, no, no. Here, the, here's here's something that you got to know that that's going to be no. They mean power creep. They don't mean light level creep. They mean like how the mountaintop and the recluse were so strong, nothing could be better than them. You know what I mean? Because they made a weapon. Well, who gives good. it? Oh, who gives a shit? That's what they mean, man. Um. Like there's so much stuff in PSO2 that like is like that like the like your mountaintop or your recluse. But like everybody has it and people still use other shit. Like I use a katana called the it's not the process it's the phasenon something for the braver and I see nobody else use it but I use it because I like the way it feels. No, there's guns and I like still, that. And I and I still and I still like kick ass. No, there's guns like that in Destiny and the big argument against sunsetting is guns in Destiny are way more a feel thing. You know, it's a feel. In, like, Fantasy Star and other MMOs, it's a, uh, whatchamacallit, it's a hit stick, you know? It's a, st it's a stick with stats on it that you hit things. Every gun feels different. The Risk Runner and the Recluse are not the same SMG. They are not. No, they are not. And they don't feel the same. Even if you take away all of their perks and they were just regular guns, they would not feel the same. It's true. So why are we treating them the same way? Why are we treating them like there's a replacement? Next season, there is no replacement for the mountaintop. Yeah, exactly. There's no archetype like the mountaintop unless there is, and we just don't know it yet. But for right now, like, a lot of people are pissed. Like, people are happy that we are getting story and content and raids and dungeons and we're learning about the nine and we're about to learn about the darkness even more we're about to fight aramis we're going to europa everyone is thrilled but taking away what we have worked so hard for is a big problem what people. we've worked for and what we've paid for exactly it's a big problem it's and weird. i hope i hope they listen i hope they fix it like bungie has been really good about you know listening to their community and if enough people complain then you know maybe but you know I i'm very optimistic that they'll make the right decision because of everything they've done so far but i need to see it to believe it no i definitely see you and like at first i thought they were going to cave on this weapon sunsetting and they have seemed to do anything but cave they're doubling down on it they want to make sure they get rid of your guns i mean i don't know it's like fucking australia out there banning all the guns yeah literally <laughs> Um, Literally. I don't know. I feel like right now, Bungie needs to learn to respect people's time and people's money. And if they make decisions uh, against people's time and money, people will leave. I've read yep. so many comments of people saying, you know what, I'm fucking done with this game because I've spent hours grinding and you do not want to respect my time. Do you blame those people? Do you say you're nope, being a baby? not in the slightest. No, they played this game and they're getting their stuff taken away. Not everyone wants to regrind. I mean, I hate to say it, but not fucking everyone is a goddamn dado. You know, not everyone yeah. has play, no, plays not this game. Not everybody has 13, 14 hours a week to play this game. A day. Some people play 14 hours a fucking day. Which is crazy. I mean, like, being a full, like, I'm trying to get Twitch affiliate right now. Like, that shit is taxing and tiring. Like, oh my God, streaming is tiring. But, like, some people, that's their careers. But, like, Des if they want to abide to a more, 
you know, casual audience other than just the streamers and the sweaties, then you got to give people an incentive to stay. Like, some people just run Leviathan once a week. There's a lot of people that don't run raids, that, like, just have never ran raids. You know yeah. What I mean? Like, what about those people, man? Like, come on. I, I don't know, dude. I, sh I just look at this the way the community is being run right now, and it makes me, like, nervous. Yeah, it makes I, me uh, nervous too. It makes me it makes me sad. Yeah. I know we could do better. Yeah, I think DMG is going to do something about it because I don't think he's a hundred percent on board with this either. I, I feel like sunsetting is one thing, and I feel like I can get used to it eventually. I'm not happy, okay? I'm not yeah, no, I'm not gonna be happy about it. I'm not happy. But, they can but, make some changes such as letting me empower older gear, you know what I mean? So I don't have to yep. get rid of my god rolls that I'll be like, all right. Okay, I can live with that. But taking away older content and being at the mercy of whatever mood Luke Smith is in that current week to what I can play is a fucking disaster. Yeah, it should not it should not be the way this game is run. C can you imagine? I'm just saying, and I'm, I'm not necessarily saying this is going to happen, and maybe this is a sw uh, slippery slope argument, but could you imagine logging in one day and Luke Smith is just like, no, I removed a last wish. I don't think you deserve to play it anymore. Yeah, like, ugh, fuck. It's, like, miserable. It's, like, just miserable to think about. I hope they make the right decision. I hope they don't do, you know, I hope they don't, take away that much content like if they take away some okay but like if they're taking away as much as they're saying they're going to that's a problem leave mars ruined and give us a new escalation protocol with like Sabathun's yeah. hive. at least give at least leave us a raid and at least leave us a planet like leave us leave us a planet that's all i'm saying give us Levi like give us leviathan and scourge and give us random rolls on those guns or on leviathan's yeah. guns or, you know, rotate the raids. Rot rotate the raids. Rotate them weekly. You know, Last Wish one week. Leviathan one week. Uh, Scourge one week. There's so much they can do. Like, you don't have to take things out. You but don't. the thing is, is that, like, we could do... Why, why, yeah, why do we, we have, have to... We have a hot fix every week. Put a raid in the hot fix. You know, we have an update. We have a weekly update every single week. Rotate the raids out with it. Who gives a shit if it's a gig or two? Yeah. I just literally who cares? I don't I just don't understand this decision. I, I literally will never understand the decision to I, take content. I don't out. look I I can see I can see both sides, but like the side of it's ridiculous is more viable. I mean, to can me you see both sides? I mean, wh why not give people the option to see whether they want to get rid of stuff or not? That's 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 the side I'm on is that you should be able to give people the option. Like, if it really is that big of a problem with having Destiny this much, like, and if this your big, people this are this big, then okay. But you got to give me an incentive to stay. But even, like, even then, even if they give you an incentive to stay, you know? You're still removing content. Even if they do, it has to be more than what you get back. And they yeah, didn't say like, more. They're you're, removing... Like, you're, like Europa... Has to replace everything that you are Four destinations, about. two raids, two raid lairs, uh, escalation protocol. Um, God, let me think what else. Uh, all those public events. 
Yeah. Like, just, you have to, if, if Europa has all of that, sure. Whatever. But if Europa does not make up for all the content that we're losing, then what's the point? Like, I'm so excited to play Beyond Light. Like, I'm probably going to spend 24 hours on it in the first two days. It just feels like the only reason to remove content is to increase FOMO, fear of missing out. Again. Again. Yeah. And they said they were getting rid of that. I do. I literally, I literally do not understand it. You know what? Maybe we'll get a reason and maybe they'll go back on it. I don't know. I, time I, will tell, Ty. I just the don't think time they're going will tell. to. I don't think they're going to react to it. I think they're going to ignore it. I think they're going to say, okay, we're doing it. Like that's what they've done with sunsetting. They have not said, and I'm 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 serious. They have not said one fucking thing about sunsetting, and they won't because it gives Luke Smith a fucking hard on. Yeah, they they've not said one thing, and he's telling all the employees you can't say one fucking thing about this. I don't know, man. I don't know. You know, hopefully they change their mind, but only time will tell. Time will tell. But hey, we got a lot of stuff to be happy about too. Yeah, no, the new season's pretty lot, good. New season's fire, but I think that's going to be it for this episode. We covered a lot in this episode. Jesus Christ. This was a good This was a good episode. So it's going to be it for the two of us. We're going to go jump back into Destiny 2, and you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Anchor, and wherever the hell else I post below because I have a terrible memory, and I'm going to forget everything, and we will see you guys next week on Monday. And also, we, the both of us will be streaming this week. A lot of Destiny content to come. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we will see you on the next one. See you, Starside Guardians. See you.